Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay featuring MSHSL.org's Preps and Activities guru, John Millay. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Brian Burdett is our producer. Thanks to our sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton and, Minnesota, and Propane, Minnesota Propane. Still use it. It's beautiful outside. Let's get to the highlights of this week. Uh, the Bloomington Kennedy Hall of Fame will kick it off. We will also get to the Kinnick Wave, the Steel Bowl, Detroit Lakes, and uh, we, will, we will let you know what's going on with the most valuable teammate category of the show. But let's start in Bloomington. Yeah, hey, Jim, uh, this was really something fun. You know, I don't always go to high school sporting events for the actual competition. Sometimes there are other things that I'm there to focus on, although I certainly saw a great football game Friday night. This was at Bloomington Stadium, which is a great old location in the middle of a neighborhood in Bloomington and and uh, uh, tons of bleacher space, a great field. This was Bloomington Kennedy at home against Minneapolis Washburn. A fine football game, back and forth. Washburn wins 23 to 20. But the main reason I was there was for the halftime ceremony when four female athletes were inducted into the Kennedy Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, these, these, these four ladies graduated between 1973 and 2006. I'll give us a quick rundown. Uh, Debbie Driscoll was a state gymnastics champion who became and still is one of the top high school gymnastics coaches in Minnesota. She's been at Matamidi uh, since she graduated from college, led that gymnastics team to 10 state championships, 44 individual titles. Robin Smith Hansen won 14 letters at Kennedy in tennis, basketball, and softball. She was in the National Honor Society and student government, graduated with honors. Christine Kruger-Kating was an All-State soccer player, an All-American player in 1999, ending her career as Kennedy's all-time scoring leader. And the most recent was Jenna Smith. She was Miss Basketball, led the Eagles to the, the first girls' state basketball championship in school history. She was the Gatorade Player of the Year, Miss Basketball, as I said. And Jenna had a great college career at the University of Illinois. She was a three-time MVP of that team and set all kinds of school records. So this halftime ceremony, the four inductees were out on the 50-yard line. Uh, they were all presented with a plaque. Their accomplishments were read over the PA system. But any other former Kennedy female athlete and current athletes were invited to come out on the field. And there was a pretty good crowd. There's a picture if you go to John's Journal at MSHSL.org. There's a picture of the big crowd of younger girls behind the Hall of Famers. Lots of smiles. Uh, they were handing out Title IX t-shirts. So this was not just the Hall of Fame. It was a celebration of 50 years since Title IX uh, leveled the playing field. And it was really well done. I, you know, I've been to a million of these types of high school ceremonies. This was really, really well executed. Two little side notes that are kind of entertaining. So Debbie Driscoll, famous gymnastics coach, she she kind of caught me after the ceremony was over. And, and she reminded me that on Twitter, I don't know how long ago this was, she had promised to bring me a Diet Coke at some point. So here she is at her back at her old high school getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. She had a bottle of Diet Coke in her pocket that she gave me after the game. So I, I forced her to stand and hold it for a photo that I could tweet. But how that, that's really 
That's really sweet. And then uh, Jenna Smith, you know, when my days at the Star Tribune, I wrote about those Kennedy uh, girls basketball teams. Jenna was, you know, the best player in the state. And I interviewed her multiple times. And I we had emailed back and forth before this ceremony. I basically asked the four some questions via email so I didn't have to take too much of their time at, at the night at the event. So we're chatting after the game and, and, and Jenna says to me, John, you haven't changed a bit. So they, we're talking 2006. So we're talking 15, 16 years ago. So I, and I declared on Twitter, not only is Jenna Smith a Kennedy Hall of Famer, she's a Hall of Fame BSer too, telling me I haven't changed. So way to go, Jenna. Uh, that was, that was fun. It was really a great night, Jim. Just one of those cool uh, great, great little ceremonies that was really special for a lot of people. Well, John, it's just that as we get older, uh, those we know, their eyesight gets worse and it all balances out just nicely. <laughs> that must be it. I didn't call her a liar to her face. I think I might have said, you know, in the middle of my laughing fit, uh, bless your heart, Jenna. <laughs> we would call her these days an expert propagandist. There you go. <laughs> I didn't mind. It was nice to hear, even though it was total BS. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, hey, once again, thanks to our producer, Brianne Burnett, and check out the rest of the network. We have uh, Mike Grimm's Go Gopher podcast, uh, Dave Lee, and you know the sports lineup, Cheryl Reeve, Michael Russo, John Krasinski, Jeff Diamond, uh, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal. The list goes on and on. We've put together a great network here, great outdoor content as well. Check it all out at TalkToWork.com. We do recommend subscribing at your favorite podcast app. Another easy way to listen. Follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. You'll see all the shows as they are released. Now let's get to congratulations, Sean. Yeah, first let me say uh, about the great podcast network you've put together. The way Jalen Hurts owns Minnesota, he should have a show on the Talk North network. There, you know, I said it. I said it. I, I <laughs> Do you think he's done enough, though? Uh, he's done plenty. With high yeah, standards. I mean, yes, he's got to do it more than just once. He's got, That's right. You know, okay, maybe, maybe, if he, maybe if he ends up owning the, the well, I was, the thing is, you, okay, I, I just backed myself into a corner. I was going to say something like the way, I was going to say the way Aaron Rodgers owns Minnesota, but, but the, the Vikings actually beat Aaron Rodgers fairly regularly. So yes. it would really be the, the way Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago would be the yes. proper analogy. Then, once Jalen Hurts accomplishes that here, he can have a show. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Be patient, young Hurts. Hmm. All right, let's go. get to your congratulations, Sean. Yeah, we got a hockey note here first. Uh, the Nashville Predators announced uh, just in the last couple of days, they've hired Rhonda Curtin Englehart as a member of their coaching staff, the first female scout hired by that team. We've seen this more and more in the NHL. They're, they're finding female scouts. Um, and I, I go back with Rhonda. She was just Rhonda Curtin back then in her high school days at Roseville in the late 90s. I, I wrote about her, and then she was on some good teams. She went on to play for the Gophers. Uh, she was a former head coach of the girls hockey team at Breck. She's an outstanding individual, a great hockey ambassador. Congrats to Rhonda Curtin Englehart, now a, scart, a scout for the Predators. And a football note, congratulations to Rochester Lord coach Mike Kessler who last week recorded his 150, 150th career win uh, as the Eagles defeated Pine Island. Way to go, Mike. Good stuff. That is that is really cool stuff. All right, the Kinnick Wave. I know what it is, but go ahead yes. and explain it to our listeners as you get into this. 
when the University of Iowa football team plays at home, there's a tradition. They've been doing it for several years now. Right across the street from the stadium is the big university children's hospital. So at the end of the first quarter, everybody in the stadium, both teams, even the officials, they all turn and wave at the kids who are watching from up above. It's really neat. It's just the coolest thing. You know, they, they always... The cameras always focus on the kids and their families up there. They're waving, they're holding signs. So in Royalton, Minnesota, you know, we talked about this earlier on the first day of football practice. I went to Royalton. Uh, that's where Nick Lanners, one of their assistant coaches, was involved in a traffic accident that caused traumatic injuries. He's he's getting rehab and treatment. He's unable to be with the football team. So he watches the games online. There's a camera mounted on the press box in Royalton. So they did their own version of the Kinnick Wave at the end of the first quarter of their home game Friday night. They invited all the fans, anybody who wanted to wave to Nick, come down on the field. They stopped the game, and they all stood and waved up at the camera in the press box so Nick could see it from the facility he's at. Um, it's really spectacular. It's a great idea. Uh, I, I, I follow Nick's Caring Bridge page. I haven't seen any reaction to that yet, but it's really great. So we, we send best wishes to Nick and then to other football players that have sustained serious injuries this fall. Bloomington Jefferson, ninth grader Ethan Glenn and Brainerd senior Connor Erickson. Uh, we wish them the best. And, and a little personal note on the Kinnick Wave Gym. I have a cousin I grew up with in my hometown in Iowa. She's she's a nurse. She works at that children's hospital. And she was working Saturday night when they played uh, at home. And the game was delayed by lightning several times. It ended about 1 o'clock in the morning. She was working her shift. And when she's there on those days or nights, she posts pictures on Facebook of her view from up at the top level of the children's hospital, looking down. It means the world to her. You know, it means the world to those kids and their families. So, so way to go, Iowa Hawkeyes. Way to go, Royalton football. That was really, really something neat. Good stuff. Our next yeah. category will be the Steel Bowl. But first, tell us about Pizza Barn. As I remind people, uh, you can still use propane. I'm still using propane, Minnesota propane. Uh, what a better time of year to go out and grill. All right. Tell us about Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, this is a big week. This is Pizza Bowl week, Jim. Uh, we did a show at the Pizza Barn in Princeton on uh, one of the afternoons of Pizza Bowl week. That's when Princeton and Malacca meet in football. This is the fourth annual Pizza Bowl. It's a great rivalry, not only between the football teams and the schools and the communities, but the, the two uh, pizza places in town, Pizza Barn in Princeton and Heggie's in, in Malacca, which which sells pizzas all over the state and in grocery stores. So that we know there'll be lots of great pizza available at the game. It's in Malacca Friday night. And the theme for both student sections is pink out because this is also their tackle cancer fundraising game. It's going to be great. T-shirts are available at the Pizza Barn if anybody wants to stop in. And a reminder that the September Pizza of the Month at the Pizza Barn is Buffalo Chicken Mac and Cheese Pizza. Uh, it just sounds phenomenal. Before it goes in the oven, they top that. They first, it's got buffalo-flavored mac and cheese. Top it with seasoned chicken breast. 
some cheddar, some mozzarella, and after it's finished baking, comes out of that oven, a little buffalo sauce is drizzled on top. Uh, sounds terrific. And as we know, the, the Pizza Barn and Prince in a family-owned business for nearly 40 years, just a, just a wonderful asset for the community of Princeton and well beyond. Our thanks to Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn. They're, they're our longtime sponsor, and, and we couldn't do it without them. No doubt about it. Thank you, Jody. We do appreciate it. Let's get to the Steel Bowl. The Steel Bowl, S-T-E-E-L-E. That's the name, the last name of a couple of soccer coaches, a brother and a sister. And one coaches the girls' soccer team at Jordan. The other coaches the girls' soccer team at St. Peter. That's Nate Steele in St. Peter. And his his older sister by a year or two, Brianna Steele Landsteiner in Jordan. Their, their teams are going to meet Saturday morning in Jordan, as will the boys' teams. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fundraiser. It's an awareness raiser for cystic fibrosis. Their father, David, uh, was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis when he was four years old. And he was 43 when he died from that disease in 2007. So their mom, uh, Tammy is her name. She kind of came up with the idea, hey, if you guys, if your teams are going to play each other, let's do something special. Let's raise some money. So there's T-shirt sales going on. There's lots of memorabilia that will be there for auction. Boomer Esiason, who has a son with cystic fibrosis, he sent an autographed jersey. There's items from the wild. Minnesota United, just a lot of great stuff. And I, I've talked with Bree and Nate, and there is a story right now on John's journal uh, about what's going to happen Saturday, about kind of their motivation, what their dad meant to them and still means to them. It, it's a cool story, so we hope for good weather Saturday for those uh, soccer games in Jordan. Excellent. All right, you're heading to Detroit late thanks this week, I understand. Yeah, this is the reason I won't be at those soccer games Saturday. I'm going up north on Friday. I've never been to a game of any kind in Detroit Lakes. I've certainly seen Detroit Lakes high school teams play, you know, in state tournaments and different things. This is a big one. This is the battle for the paddle with the Purim Yellow Jackets coming to town to face the Detroit Lakers. I'm super excited about it. Um, I'm also going to get a look at Lake Shirts Fieldhouse, their new state-of-the-art uh, basically gymnasium. I can't wait to see it. It's a great story up there. In 2018, voters in Detroit Lakes approved spending nearly $50 million on improvements all over the school district, including the new field house. Uh, Lake Shirts is a local apparel company that donated a million dollars towards uh, improvements that weren't covered by the bond. And they receive naming rights to the new new field house. I have lots of good friends in Detroit Lakes. I've heard from some of them since I tweeted uh, a little bit ago that I'm heading there. It's way past time. I get up there and pay them a visit. So I'll go to the football game. I'll get a little tour in the afternoon, go to the football game, spend the night, be home Saturday. In fact, uh, uh, about the time people are listening to this podcast, I'll be chatting on the radio with my fr- friend Zeke Furman from KDLM in Detroit Lakes. That's how this whole thing started. I was talking with Zeke late in the spring or early in the summer. We do this pretty regularly. He'll have me on for 20 minutes or so. And, and we had actually finished recording and we were kind of chatting about the fall and he gave me the date for this game. And that's how it started. So I, I can't wait to get up there. Uh, DL's a great town. I know people in Perm as well. It just uh, sounds like it might be a little cool and damp, but that's not going to stop us. We'll be fine. Good deal. I know you'll make the most of it. Yes. 
the way we do the show is pretty simple. It's John's show, and he sends me kind of the headlines to bring up that we can discuss. And his last headline for today was most valuable teammate returns next week. That's correct. We've been doing this for a year or two at the Minnesota State High School League. I think this will be the third year where every week, once the program starts, we, we honor a most valuable teammate. They're nominated by coaches and, and administrators at their schools. And the first one will be out shortly. We're going to talk about it next week. And I encourage anybody you know, who's a coach or an athletic director, uh, you've all received information on this. We'd love to hear from you. Send in the, that information and photos. We make some graphics that look fantastic. Uh, this program is sponsored by Wells Fargo. We appreciate that. And it's just it's just one of the neatest things I get to do in my job. And I, I get to do a lot of different things, Jim, but uh, highlighting these great, uh, most valuable teammates is, is always a high point. No doubt about it. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, and also, our constant reminder, uh, we need refs to officiate uh, high school games, youth games. Uh, go sign up. John can always give you information on that. Go to mshsl.org to check out possibilities of doing that. Let's get a final thought from John. Thanks again to Brian. Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. Thanks to Pizza Barn in Princeton and Minnesota Propane. Final thought for the day, John. Yeah, here's the thing I realized over the weekend, Jim. This is week four of the high school football season in Minnesota. This is the halfway point of the regular season. How did we get this far this wow. fast? I don't know. It's this way every fall. The fall season just flies by. But yeah, once we get through this weekend's games, we're halfway done. And calendar-wise, we're more than halfway done because at the end of the season, the, the last games are played You know, on that what traditionally has been that MEA week on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So we are we are at the halfway point, and it's uh, it's been great so far. I can't wait to go more places and have more fun. That's because of zero week, John. Zero week. I'm all about zero week. I'm the, they call me the big zero. <laughs> all right, we'll leave that there. I'm not going. I'm not going to pick on you. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it. But we'll just call you the big zero and move on here. Uh, hey, thanks to John. Thanks, <laughs> Brianne. We will be back next week, and we will be back with the most valuable teammates. <laughs>